Welcome back to another episode of Black Girl Fly. I'm your girl, Tanisha Nicole. And I'm Tashonda Dixon. And today we're going to be talking about shrinking your way to wealth and really how that's a terrible misconception on how to become you know, wealthy in this life. Yeah. So you will notice that all of the gurus of personal finance tell you, lower your expenses, lower everything, don't do anything. And and to me, when I really got into it, I was gung-ho. I was like, I'm going to lower my expenses, everything. And then I realized it was like a diet. <laughs> yes. And yes. you know how we do on diets. <laughs> it's temporary. We I, I could maybe go a good three weeks. It's not a lifestyle change. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so a part of our philosophy and really in talking, it, it really comes through from our own experiences. Mm-hmm. I would tell you that when I really got into, so Susie Orman was my girl. She, <laughs> yes, she, this girl had books she, on books on books. So I literally Orman. went out and I, I read one of her books and then I read like, oh, I think she had like seven at the time. And they were all different perspectives of for the different views. So they had like mm-hmm. young, it was, she called it young, broken, fabulous. Mm-hmm. I remember that one. And and all of them talked about how I was supposed to figure out how to lower my expenses. Yeah. Now, let me tell you though, me being 22, just out of college, when I told you guys I got the two cars. Yes. <laughs> I had two, <laughs> two new car notes and I was making, my offer was $41,000. I still had rent. I had student loans, I had credit cards, mm-hmm. and I was like, so I got to shrink my budget? Mm-hmm. I'll eat ramen noodles. <laughs> and no, literally, when I was between the ages of 22 to 25, I lived off ramen noodles, and I called them omelets, but it was eggs and cheese and salsa. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to shrink. Yes. Susie I, said shrink. Susie said shrink. <laughs> I had a similar story, though. Mine's was with, mine was with Dave Ramsey, and... I had a lot of student loans. I think I graduated with like 70000 from my undergrad and my grad combined. I had about 70000 The majority of that was from my grad, which don't make no sense to me. <laughs> I did the same thing. <laughs> like, but I was being starting to get real irresponsible with money. And his whole thing was like, you know, rice and beans. Mm-hmm. Rice and beans until mm-hmm. you can get this debt cleared away. Don't I feel like yours no was a little money. bit more healthy. Well, beans are nutritious, rice is not. But but I literally would eat rice and beans. Yeah. Like I took him very literally. But I love rice and beans. Yeah, red beans so, and rice. Right. Okay. So I was I was fine with it, you know. But it was that same mentality. Like if you can get so small, mm-hmm. like you can tackle this debt or you can eliminate everything yeah. else. So so I do want to tell you, so I don't think anything's wrong with eliminating debt, but I think mm-hmm. it sets the wrong mindset. Mm-hmm. So what I've grown to now is, by the way, I'm still pretty cheap. <laughs> this girl's real cheap. She real, real cheap. Okay, I'll be but, like, you realize like people are paying more for their apartments than you do your whole house, which houses like 25 people. But yeah, so so I, I am with it and I understand it. But what I realized is that shrinking mentality, it made me think about my income in that same way. It made me think about how I provide in that same way. I actually read this uh, quote yesterday um, and it talked, it said that wealthy people add income sources, whereas the poor, they replace income sources. And, and so going going back to that is when I was thinking about shrinking, I was like, oh, I only have one income, so I got to make it work off that one income. Yeah. I was never yeah. taught in any of those segments to go get some more income. 
Yeah. And yep. and even mo- more recently, when I was thinking about this transition to entrepreneurship full time, I was going, well, I could leave this job and go to another job that'll pay me more, a replacement of income. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't solve the problem. It doesn't. It doesn't. And, and it, it, it embeds this idea of a finite resource yes. in money. Yes. And that's not true. It's not true at all. I mean, if there's anything that I've learned from the wealthy is that you can, number one, you can create value for people, mm-hmm. which is the driver of money, mm-hmm. but use your talents to create value for people and you can create more than one income stream. Yeah. And I mean, I've read books like The 4-Hour Work Week, and like, I've been trying to crack this nut well <laughs> for quite a while. Yeah. But I'm just like, there's so many different ways to tackle debt, to, you know, tackle life other than trying to fit within this one yeah. income stream, yep, I think. Yep. And, and, and so with that, though, the principles that are there, so, so in all of the philosophies, Tanisha spoke about Dave Ramsey. I spoke about Susie Orman. They all at the end, though, said that you were supposed to get to this point where you can give more to those other places. And what better way to give more to your investments, to your your college funds, to your entrepreneurial dreams Mm -hmm. than to make more money? to have more. (laughs) When you have more, you can give more. Yes, yes. I mean, that's so true. I'm like, but for me, the... I guess my biggest takeaway from like this, I call it the miser mentality, the shrinkage mentality is like, I actually really started to embrace the idea of minimalism. Mm -hmm. And so while I was thinking about like just eating rice and beans, (laughs) like I was like, you know, I eventually got sick of rice and beans, but there's got to be a way to do this in a way that is not like reckless or irresponsible. Mm-hmm. And so I started to delve into minimalism. And the idea behind minimalism is really about like living with less waste, yeah. right? Things yeah. that you don't use, things that you don't love, like you should not be holding on to that. And honestly, when I would look at stuff that I, you know, had set on the shelf for <laughs> months and years at this point, I'm like, I saw a dollar sign. And like, <laughs> I'm like, I literally have thousands of dollars. Just of, sitting there. Just sitting there, not of no use to me, right? Yeah. And because I'm not using it, it literally has zero value to me, but to someone else, it actually has some monetary value. Yeah. So what? So did you transition from a minimalist view to something else? Yeah. So I started to, you know, hate on the minimalist movement <laughs> for the same reason because it was about like shrinking and like, you know, I think the principle is sound like it wants you to get rid of waste, but it falls short again of like. You only have to be this small in like the world. But so I started to look into, well, I actually started to call it myself essentialism. And then I just Googled it one day. I was like, oh my God, somebody else has already (laughs) discovered (laughs) I did create this. But that's what it was for me. It's like, what is essential to me in my life? Literally, what do I need every day that I wake up out of my bed? Like, what are the things that I reach for naturally? What are the things that I love to wear, put on that make me feel amazing? And that is what essentialism is. It's like keeping those things and yeah. getting rid of everything else. Yeah. I do have to tell you, though, in, in this journey for me, it, it comes back to two things. Mm-hmm. It's risk, making sure that you can cover the things that you need to cover, mm-hmm. that you have it there. But also, and, and that's kind of that diet philosophy. Yeah. And then there's also the fulfillment portion. It's mm-hmm. 
what are the things that I love? Like you just said, it, it's it's how do I do the things that right. where that I can sustain because I have a balance in life. Right. Um, and, and I think that that's that's key and something that we don't talk about. And we, let me tell y'all, your girl loves the four seasons. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, when I travel, I want to travel in comfort. Yeah. And so for me- You're done with the hostels, huh? Right. Like, I used to do hostels in my young 20s, but I'm like, now I, I like to feel at home in the place that I'm staying. That yeah. costs money. And yeah. so it needs to be, you know, within these two principles, I need to have a financially sound background where I can actually afford that. And it has to be something that I love. And so- yeah. And I really do think that this philosophy, though, it goes across so many different lines. For me, I think back to when I was younger, I had friends and I had very one-sided relationships where mm. I felt like I was always pouring in, pouring in, pouring in. And then when it came to my needs or, or being in a place of need, I had no one that was like pouring into me. And and, and that's what the same principle, right? Yeah, yeah. You you have to have a balance mm-hmm. of what you do. And so in life, make sure that you, you know, you cover your bases, but that you're enjoying it too. Yeah, you have to. Because I'm like, what I would always tell Tashonda is like, if you are not full mm-hmm. and overflowing. Yep. Like, over and over and over again. <laughs> like you are going to deplete yourself. Yep. And I and I don't know. Is that what happened? I was depleted, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was I was empty. Right. Like I, I was used- empty. And and I would say that too that and I think it's true in, in both of those cases we talked about with your finances and with in, in life, mm-hmm. is that you can only go so long on that diet. Yeah. You can only yeah. go so long not being fed yeah. before you crash and burn. Yeah. My pastor, my old pastor used to say, like, you have to think about your life as a bank account. Mm-hmm. And the people that you have around you, they're making deposits or they're making withdrawals mm-hmm. from your bank account. And, you know, when they're pouring into you, feeding you, taking care of you or whatever it is, things that make you feel good, that's a deposit. Yep. But when they need something and they're like draining your energy, that's a withdrawal. And if you got too many people taking withdrawals, you're going to be in the red, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you have no one pouring back in. Yep. You're not going to make it. The bank is going to shut you down. Yep. So, I, you know, it's the same concept. I just like to think of it like that sometimes. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I'll use that. Like, (laughs) Like it always comes back to finances and money in some way, shape, or form. It is. But but overall, it's not just that. It's about understanding that shrinking your way to wealth ain't going to work. It's not going to work. It's not sustainable is really the problem with it. Like, you're not going to be able to do it forever. You're going to be miserable while you're doing it. And you just, it's not going to be a good outcome. Yeah. I actually had a quote on this one. It was from Peter Lynch. And he says, know what you own and know why you own it. And and I think it's essential. Essentialism. Essentialism, baby. <laughs> okay. Know what you own and know why you own it. Amen to that. Amen to that. All right, y'all. So we're signing off for now. Until next time, I'm Tanisha Nicole. And I'm Tashana Dixon. And, and we, we are Black Girl Fly. Girl Fly.